Welcome to the Up Level Dairy Podcast. This is the podcast for dairy owners, managers, and their trusted advisors who are looking to take themselves and their businesses to their next level of performance, resilience, and success in the dairy farming business. I'm your host, Peggy Coffeen, and it's my mission to bring you the stories and thought leaders to help take you to your next up level. Welcome to the Up Level Dairy Podcast. And on this episode, we are following up from episode 25, where Jay Joy from Bridgeworth LLP talked about a family that he helped go from fighting to thriving. And we actually have that farm family on with us today on the Up Level Dairy Podcast. So we are going to hear all about this family business and the steps that they took to be able to position themselves as successful in their business, but more importantly, getting back to being successful as a family and having fun doing it. And so that's what we'll be talking about today. The challenges this family farm was facing, the point at which they knew they needed help, what it took to get everyone on the same page, and the results that that is leading to them now. So join me in welcoming Jay Joy from Bridgeforth LLP, along with Kayla and Troy from TDN Farms in Kansas. Hello. Good morning. Great. So Kayla and Troy, uh, just take a minute to introduce yourselves to our listeners of the Up Level Dairy Podcast. Tell us a little bit about you, your family, your farming business. Been a been a farmer my whole life. I was born born into agriculture. Uh, we we have had decades of transitions um, at, from 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 a relatively meager farm to to uh, a farm that's daunting at times we, we farm about uh, 21,000 acres and 10,000 head feed yard uh, mul- multiple employees multiple family members multiple locations yeah so there's a lot of dynamics in your farming operation Troy there is and a lot of relationships that uh, you know pro- probably relationships are king I mean, you, you've got to have the relationship factors all, but it's got to be happy. Yeah. So you moved, you moved away from the family farm and started a, a separate location back in college. And then you had three kids and your three kids had returned to the farm and you've got 21,000 acres and 10,000 head of cattle on feed and a thousand cows at three locations with two feed yards. And multiple in-laws involved too, I might and multiple in-laws and yeah, three kids and their spouses. Okay. So three kids, spouses, we've got dad, and then we've got Jay that's been working with your family for a few years. Jay, when did you come into the picture? Uh, I remember getting a phone call from Troy in March of 2020. Yeah. Just a little over three years ago. Yeah. It's hard to believe it's been that long, but in other ways it's like, holy shit, it's been a while. <laughs> Yeah. And so take us back to March of 2020. And so Kayla and Troy, uh, what was going on at the farm? What was going on in the family? What was going on in the business in March of 2020? So COVID was happening. Markets were crashing. All of our eggs were in one basket with one lender. And the lender was panicking, not just about us. Lender was panicking bank-wide. Jay was one of the recommendations among others and we called Jay. Yeah. And yeah. So, so a lot of external pressure going on. Um, how about internally with the farming business? 
Um, so two of the locations are 40 miles apart. And then the biggest operation is 100 miles from those two locations. And there was poor communication and felt more competitive than everybody being on the same team. Mm, mm. And so big business, multiple locations. As you said, you guys are diversified in a lot of different spaces. But one thing that wasn't so diversified was uh, was your lender relationship, right? And so uh, so so just bring that into the picture here too of how um, how that dynamic was playing out. So we needed a new lender because our lender was not on the same page as us. Um, and that was very daunting to me. And when I didn't even know people like Jay existed. <laughs> and when I was told that, I was like, that's what we're doing. Pick up the phone, dad. <laughs> you don't pay me enough for this. Somebody else can do it. It was more than we could handle. Um, we went to find a specialist in that in that position. And that's what Jay is. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to stop right here and say, like, it can be really tough to make a first phone call for anything when you need help. And so you guys picked up the phone. You did it. Uh, Jay, what, what was it like being on the other end of that phone call? Well, it, it helped because I actually had met Troy's brother, you know, a few years prior to that. And then actually, if you really want to know, I had heard Troy's name probably back in 2005 or 2006. So I kind of knew who Troy was. Of course, I didn't know anything about so you he know, was kind of famous. Well, or infamous, one of the two. <laughs> but no, it helped because so A, I knew I'd heard I, I knew Troy's brother and I had heard of Troy and then in his operation. And then in B, you know, I grew up in Southwest Kansas, so I know where Lewis, Kansas is. I know where Greensburg is. I I mean, so I knew the area in which they operated and Ellis and Riga and you know. Trigo County. So it's, I kind of knew what I was getting into a little bit more than just some random phone call from somebody I had never heard of or, or knew anybody that knew them. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, of course, anytime you get a phone call like that, it's always a little bit of a, of an, it's always a little bit of an exploratory, you know, um, expedition kind of a deal. So no, but no, I, you know, I was up for the challenge after, after talking to Troy and Kayla the first time and, and getting to know them a little bit, I'm like, shit, this, I mean, these are my people. Let's, let's get going. What was that first really formal meeting where you sat down face to face at the table together? What was that like? What do you remember from that? Uh, we had to have a few timeouts. <laughs> yeah. Ah, ah. It was really nice to have somebody there that wasn't family calling the timeouts. Yeah. Okay. So this was your first meeting with Jay, but were you doing regular meetings as a family prior to that? No. Okay. So this was kind of like the first big meeting for all of the major players in the game. And, uh, and so maybe a good thing that you had a mediator there <laughs> to walk you through that big family meeting. Uh, but, you know, but key takeaways, like, was this a time where, you know, because you guys are all in the same room, things were, you were able to, let out things that maybe were bothering each other? Um, like, was it, a, was it a pretty dynamic conversation? Uh, or did it take a while to get to the root of what the underlying problems might have been? No, I'm pretty sure it was a beeline straight to, yeah. straight to the root. <laughs> yeah, everybody knew where the problem was. And, and <laughs> l l let me just say, Jay, Jay really helps uh, 
on those type of meetings because he he has experience with other people's meetings. He he all, all we know is, is how we interact with within our own group. We don't have the experience of of dealing with other people's businesses and he he sees successes and failures and hopefully he can bring those successes to us. Yeah. Yeah. I think the first meeting we uh we really got down to what our goals were and aligning our goals and I would say a majority of us had a a goal and and not everybody had the same goal but the majority of us had the same goal but there was some misaligned goals and then defining um our roles who was management who was not um who had a say in this and who did not have a say in this and what your role was whether you were an owner or a manager or none of the above and defining those roles and what the expectations were. Um, that had been said before, but coming from somebody else, it held a little bit more than it had before. I think. What were some of the things that maybe lacked transparency in your business structure and in your conversations that really started to come to the surface? I'd say um, understanding the financials and everybody going through them and understanding how things were and how things weren't and their importance in their role of the financial stability. Um, efficiencies made a huge difference uh, financially. We were very open with the financials. We just didn't sit down and line by line it. You know, there's just a comfort level that everybody's got to understand and, and, and trust uh, between, between every family member, um, management member. I think talking about stuff from the very beginning is difficult. There's a lot of things we just don't talk about because we don't want to bring up the aggravation. Jay makes you talk about it. You get it out, you get it aired out, and then you forget it. Well, I mean, in most farm families, I think there's this perception that conflict is bad, right? Let's, we don't like conflict. Let's avoid it at all costs. And to me, it's like nothing to be scared of. If you just get it out on the table and everybody kind of sees it, acknowledges it, and then the more times you're able to successfully deal with conflict, the better you get at it. Just like anything, the more times you do it, the better you get at it. So yeah, the first few times it was a little rough. The vol Troy's volume got a little cranked up. So I had to, had to do one of these, but that's the time outside. That's the time outside. Yep. But no, we got, I mean, we got through it. And like I said, the first one or two times it was a little bit, I think it was more, um, how do I say this? Just seeing the reactions, like when Troy, when Troy got cranked up, his wine got cranked up, the effect that that had on Kayla and Bo and Erica, I mean, you could like visibly see they get, I mean, they got so tense and they just completely like shut down. So that's why we call timeout. We bring the volume back down and then we can have a conversation and it's less scary. So the more times we did that now, now Troy's volume doesn't hardly get cranked up ever at all. Right. I mean, I, I had to call a timeout on Troy for probably a year and a half. Anyway, <laughs> the ref has not had to step in, huh? <laughs> well, volume only goes up what it needs to. I think as much as anything, I think he can hit the nail on the head is that we, we avoid talking about what we know we need to talk about, mm. you know, in the, in the process of directing us to talk about this, 
you know, it's his fault the volume came up because he directed us to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> so when you say, so you just said, Troy, um, making you talk about things you don't want to talk about. So what were some of those things that were the elephants in the room that nobody really wanted to touch? I think from my perspective, one of the things that I think it was always percolating was there's there were some sibling relationship issues, not from recent, but from like many, many, many years ago that had never really been talked about, that had never really been dealt with, that had never been discussed. And I said, I think that was a lot of the baggage that was being drug around. So I think more than anything, it was some of these needed, some of these conversations and decisions needed to be made to be able to unhitch from the past. And that the past was really what was holding, I think, everything back. Okay. Undealt with sibling and parent parental children. Baggage. Yeah. And so Jay, you work with a lot of farm families. How common is that? Oh, I mean, I think uh, it's prevalent in every family and, and by extension, every family business, right? So no, I think it, it, it's, uh, there's there's underlying baggage. I shouldn't say every, but I'll say 99.99% of the family businesses out there have some baggage that they've been dragging around for not just years, probably decades. Mm, what you just said relates to so many people, as you said, whether they're in farm family businesses or just plain family. Um, and so it, so it sounds like these first initial meetings just really brought things out to the surface and created, created an environment where uh, you could express what was really going on um, with each other internally and then be able to have a forum to do that, uh, that is really hard to create on your own without somebody else in the room. Would you agree with that? Kayla and Troy? I would agree with that. And then, and, and the separation of business and family, you know, the decision, of whatever we're purchasing for the business has nothing to do with your Christmas present from 1989. And, and making that very black and white, that this does not have anything to do with the other. So as you started having these conversations, opening this up, um, looking back over the last three years, and this is for Kayla and Troy both, what would you say are one or two of the most impactful changes that really came out and are results of those initial conversations Jay was able to help lead you through that have made your business and your family better today? I I, I can, I'll let me go first. You know, the the, uh, weekly huddles, are are really really important uh our semi-annual meetings i think are very important um you know you just we are made to talk about things we don't want to necessarily talk about i mean we skirt around these things and 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 jay's involved with it it is a structured meeting we're going to talk about certain things um it's really good I mean, it's, it's definitely, definitely a good thing that, you know, the other, you know, we got to be real careful about our workforce. I mean, we've got to, we've got to, if we've got, if we've got a bad egg, get them gone. Mm -hmm. You know, it used to be a lot, a lot harder, you know, to let somebody go 
I put up with about anything and I'm getting to where we don't put up with quite so much. It's not good for them either. Yeah. So kind of uh, just building the culture, right? Um, for your family and for the business. And, uh, and Troy, I want to just explore a couple of things that you mentioned a little bit more. So you mentioned weekly huddle. What does a weekly huddle look like? Ah, at 7.35 every Friday morning, uh, our, our management team all gets on a FaceTime call and we have a Oh, well, basically, if everybody gets their five minutes of conversation, we we'll always have JT go first because he's the, the furthest one away. Uh, tells us what's going on and, and everybody goes through their, their business, you know, what they're doing in their area of the farm. And we normally end up with, you know, 10 minutes of personal time. Uh-huh. Well, you know, how are the kids? You know, who's doing what and where? And, um, and I think it's all important. Yeah. We do it every Friday morning at 7.35, rain or shine, on vacation or not. Standing, uh, a standing appointment, a standing meeting, and um, and you think it's made a difference? I, I, I think so. Yeah. I, I, yeah. So does Jay facilitate those meetings or uh, did he start? To, did, did you ever have a role in that in the beginning, Jay, to get them uh, as part of their regular routine? I Yes. I'm so proud of these guys because... I don't think I've been on a morning meeting for, it's probably been a year and a half or two years, actually. Been so, long enough. Yeah, so for the first, uh, yeah, I'd probably say for the first six, eight months, you know, I dialed in every Friday morning just like everybody else, but then I kind of slowly, you know, backed out, and they took it and run with it and kept doing it. So, yeah. huge shout-out. Yeah, so that weekly huddle has been a huge, uh, a huge difference maker, a change maker. Um, and then Troy, you also mentioned the semi-annual meetings that you have. What does that look like? Um, basically, Jay meets with us on a oh, usually a, a restaurant or a, a convention center type of deal, and or at the kitchen table. What? Or at the kitchen, kitchen table. table. Or the kitchen table. Yeah, yeah, at our at our house. But uh, we, we we just talk about financials and how everything's going, and make sure that we're wanting to head the same directions. Um, you know, expansion is always uh, in 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 our forethought. But you know, the question is expansion where and how. Um, so we we talk about what what we all think makes the most sense and move forward. Yeah. Yeah. And so what difference has that made? I think right back to the huddle and with the first meeting that we had with Jay, it just, it just reemphasizes that, that we are on the same page that, that we have goals and keep our efficiency and, 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 and keep, all of our employees, um, culture, work culture, where you want to be. I don't know. It keeps you pumped up. How's that? It's yeah. a report. It's Re-energized. A report. Kayla, I'm going to toss that same question back to you. What do you think are one of the two most impactful changes that Jay was able to help you guys make in the last few years? Well, dad and I sat down and we made notes. So our notes um, were different. Uh, defining our culture and and standing to it and actually doing what we defined as our culture. Um, then the TDN weekly hu- huddle every Friday morning. 
and then pruning the workforce and removing ones who aren't team players because we had them. I was just going to say, whether we removed them or they removed themselves, it was time. Uh, and uh, and that goes back to the first thing you said, culture, right? Yep. Uh, so how would you describe the culture as you have collectively now defined of the farm and the business? I'd say positive, um, supportive. Uh, Team we, players. We don't, we don't have a bunch of drama. Um, everybody, everybody is out to help each other. Um, no questions asked. Yeah, yeah. I th I think TDN and the, that whole operation is really not that they never. I think they have always been good operators, but I think the the drama part has really changed. I mean, three years ago there was just a lot of noise. Can't you know, have it. A lot of wasted effort. A lot of wasted time. Just I mean, just yeah, just drama. And now it's uh, I'd say their culture is definitely a get shit done culture. I mean, they don't. Um, it's go time, it's go time, and everybody's on the same page, headed in the same direction. How would you describe what things are like today? It was a lot of fun. I drive around, watch them work. <laughs> it's pretty good. Kayla, how about you? How would you describe just the dynamics of how things are today? I hadn't really put words to it, but when Jay said there was a lot of noise, that's that's exactly how it was. It was just constant noise all the time. And now it's just, we got stuff to do. We're going to do it. And there's, there's no, con I mean, you just do it and everybody gets along. Everybody's on the same team and everybody's asking, how can I help? Ah. Which is wonderful. And that's what you have to have. That's where you need to be. Yeah. Figuring out how to get there. And so Troy, you were talking about going back to that semi-annual meeting where one of the things you talk about is growth and expansion. If you weren't in this routine of having regular weekly conversations, open communication, and getting together to really look at the financial picture, but also constantly be coming back to the, the core values and your culture here, would it be possible to continue to grow and expand this business and stay family at the same time? Oh, I think anything's possible. It just wouldn't be much fun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jay, uh, what what I'm hearing through Kaylin Troy right here is the uh, is the underscoring of your theme with Bridgeforth LLP, and that is always to move forward and stay family, right? What we try to do, yeah. I mean, and move forward. So, like Troy said, you can move forward, but is it going to be painful? Is it going to be hard? I mean, it. So the moving forward part least for TDN, the way that I look at it is that we've been able to do that and stay family, but the moving forward part has been a lot more enjoyable than maybe what it had been for several years, kind of leading up to 2020. Troy's always going to, Troy and Kayla, that family is, they're always going to move forward. They don't know any other way, but it's how painful is it going to be? That's, ah. that's true. <laughs> so we'll add a tagline, Jay, move forward, stay family and have fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's very simple. Everything we did is very simple, but it was not easy. Those those conversations that had to happen were not easy and they weren't just one time conversations. Um, it had to be worked through over years of the same conversations and just a little bit a little bit of progress after each conversation. What we've really kind of covered here is um, in the last few years, we've 
as a family, you've gone from uh, just not having these critical conversations to being able to have some forums where you little by little, we're able to uncover some of the things that were really holding you back. And now you're at a place and a point where you know you can keep moving forward, keep growing your business, have fun doing it, and also get through and address the things that might be percolating underneath before they become big issues and big points of conflict. True. True. Well, I, I would add one thing, and that's, you know, there is there is no magic pill. We're, we're not done with Jay. Jay gets to continue to, to uh, deal with us as we go forward. You're not done. Like it or not, huh? You're not done. I mean- Well, you're never done is what is your point. You're that's never the done. point. You're never done. Thank you for sharing that. And I think that's you know really what we're coming back to here is it's, a, it's okay to reach out and to have help that's outside of the family to come in, have those extra eyes. And like you had said before, Kayla too, you knew Jay had seen a lot of different businesses and was able to really look at your business from that outside perspective. And that brought value to being able to achieve what you've been able to achieve. And, uh, and so I'm just, I'm just curious if, uh, if you guys hadn't made that call three years ago uh, and hadn't found the courage and the support to make the changes you've made, where do you think, um, where do you think TDN farms would be today? Just wouldn't be as happy. No, we would you not. Know, would we survive? Yes, we would have survived. Um, we, we, we would have continued to grow, but mm, not necessarily in the way that everybody wanted to grow. So no, I don't think it's a magic bullet, but but it definitely uh, gets us where we want to get to in the mood we want to be when we get there. <laughs> <laughs> and that means a lot, right? That means right. a lot. Oh, and Jay, um, just uh, share your kind of final wrap up thought here as to your work that you've done with the Nelson family and their business and, uh, and what you see as their greatest wins. Um, well, I think Kayla kind of said it earlier. Maybe she didn't even know she said it, but, you know, just because something is simple doesn't mean it's easy, right? So first and foremost was getting the financing in order, getting it restructured so that they could operate the way they wanted to operate. So that that was number one. Uh, number two is you put some of those simple, very simple um, routines in place, you know, the weekly huddle. So that gets everybody on the same page operationally. Because before, it was like the Civil War, the North versus the South, right? So they just weren't, they weren't talking. And when they were talking, they weren't communicating positively. It was negatively. So <clears throat> putting some of those simple action steps in place, the weekly huddle, and then two times every year, we get on the pay same page strategically with where they're going and what they want to do. And then financially, with how the business has performed over the past 12 months. So again, it's it's not it's not rocket science. It's putting some of those very simple practices in place to create that structure to get everybody on the same page operationally, strategically, and financially. So what are their biggest wins? I think um, well, continuing the weekly huddle. I mean, that in and of itself, like there's a lot of people that have pe if, if somebody like me is pushing them to do it every week, eventually they just quit doing it and it, you know, loses steam and then they're kind of back to where they were at the beginning. So I think that's a big win from my standpoint for them to continue to do 
you know, some of these practices that uh, we placed two and a half, three years ago. Um, and then just to continue to have the courage to have the hard conversations, even though they don't want to have them, but to continue to be engaged and, and willing to, to put themselves in those uncomfortable positions. Well, I think they're all, I, those things would be big ones in my mind. Well, thank you for sharing those wrap-up thoughts, Jay. And uh, congratulations to to you as a family and as a family farming business on the way that you have taken Jay's help and used that to put yourselves in a better position as a business and as a family. And uh, and how I like to end each of my Uplevel Dairy podcasts is just with a few little wrap-up questions where we get to have a little fun and get to know uh, get to know our guests a little bit better too. And so in the last couple of minutes here, I'm going to toss out a few questions to Kayla and Troy are up level five. And so my first question that I have for you, and I'm going to direct this to Kayla first, Kayla, what is, what does success look like for you? What's your vision of success? So my vision of success is raising good, productive kids um, and providing enough, but not too much for them, Um, making them learn how to work and earn everything that they get. But having the ability to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And that was one of the first things you talked about, wasn't it, Kayla? Mm -hmm. And, uh, and Troy, what does success look like to you? (laughs) Success. I guess the measure of success for me would be the number of phone calls and text messages that I don't get. Ah, (laughs) yes. Awesome. (laughs) As I get older and my, my children managers get older, um, they know what to do They every day. They know more what to do. And as, as they have to ask me less, that's my idea of success. Ah, that's great. Thank you for that. And, uh, in three words, how do you want to show up each day? Kayla? Well, we, we did this together. So our, how we want to show up is with a positive mental attitude because it's contagious. Ah. Awesome. And that's your answer to try. Huh? Absolutely. Hey, look at that. You guys communicated and had teamwork and you're on the same page. Uh, testimony right there. There you go. <laughs> Jay, did you have to lead that conversation or did they do that on their own? Oh, I got it. I got it in the text message. Oh, I love it. I love it. All right. And uh, who are who are a couple of thought leaders that you follow or, you know, maybe it's authors, you know, writers, uh, maybe just people in your life. Uh, who are a couple of thought leaders or influencers that that you go to for wisdom and advice? Uh, so we follow um, our vet, actually, Dr. Nels. He has um, some really good stuff that we follow and we use him. Um not quite as much as Jay, but we, Nels is an integral part of our operation. He's not just our vet. He's part of our team. And then dad has a few people that he, he follows with daily emails, et cetera, for commodities and stuff. Right. Right. My, well, I've paid crop consultants and paid nutritionists and, and, uh, and paid market gurus. We, uh, communicate with all of them. Um, and I kind of liken Jay to, to, to that same thing. Jay, Jay has value like a crop consultant or nutritionist because he sees other people's operations and what works and what doesn't work. And we're, we're, we're somewhat isolated in our own operation. We don't, 
we don't see that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And uh, what are the words that you live by? Do the right thing. Mm. And is, is that a collective answer, Kayla? That's correct. Do the right thing. Do the right thing. Even when it's hard, right? Even when it's hard and... Even when you don't want to. <laughs> Excellent. And up level question number five. You know, we've talked a lot about the farm. We've talked a lot about the business. Uh, we've talked a, lot, a little bit about family in here too. But what is your next personal up level? What is the area of life you are looking to take to the next level? The next generation. I agree. Troy? I'd agree with that. I agree. We've got, um, we're, we're, we're kind of at the, at the crossroads to where I'm, I'm stepping out and the next generation stepping in and the next generation stepping in. Yeah. You know? and, and how many, uh, how many of that next generation are coming up within the family? Eight. Eight, including one we can see in the back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Well, I tell you, thank you so very much for jumping on this podcast recording with us this morning. Thank you for joining us on the Up Level Dairy Podcast. And Jay, thank you for sharing your clients with us to be able to really tell a story that so many farm families, whether they are crops, dairy, cattle, anything else, can relate to. And Jay, would you say that it doesn't matter what sector of agriculture you're in? This is a this is a story that can relate to anyone yeah i mean it honestly not even agriculture just family business in general so yep i think it's relatable um, regardless of commodity and i appreciate kayla and troy having the courage to come on and tell their story because there's some i mean quite a few people wouldn't do that you know because it's not easy to talk about some of the challenges that you've gone through young know, historically and some of the you know some of the not so fun things that you have to deal with in a family business. So I appreciate them coming on and taking the opportunity to share their story. Yeah, we sure appreciate that too. So thank you all for joining us on the Up Level Dairy Podcast. And here again, thank you, Jay, for our monthly guest from Bridgeforth LLP, always talking about how we can move forward and stay family. And happy. And, and happy. happy and have fun. We've now adapted. We've now adapted the Bridge for theme. I'll expect to see that at the bottom of all Jay's emails. And if you're looking to reach out to Jay, you can find his contact information in our show notes. Thank you for listening to the Up Level Dairy Podcast. I'm your host, Peggy Coffeen. And if you like what you heard today, go ahead and head on over to upleveldairy.com to read the blog and join the Up Level Dairy email list so you can receive new podcasts, blogs, and special offers coming soon from Up Level Dairy straight in your inbox. To listen to more episodes, head over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube, and don't forget to rate and review. Connect with me, Peggy, at Peggy at UpLevelDairy.com and follow Up Level Dairy on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn.